Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome oh. back. <laughs> oh, it's season episode six. <laughs> I was like. No, you go. No, you go. She's oh, really hi. interested. She's kind of like, I'm just going to let her do it. It's okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's why I was sitting no, here. Okay. Oh, I thought it was mine. Your what? Oh, your episode? Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it can be. If you take it. No, take no. Take it away. No, you have it. No, you go. You go. <laughs> okay. What did Gail say? um okay should we just go with it yeah let's maybe we'll read just in case we need it okay sounds good okay hi guys welcome hi everybody (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness so this is best friends club podcast and Mm -hmm. i'm renee and that's Ashley, you can hear guffawing in the background, even though I was promised today that there would be no guffawing on your end. Well, I just um, said it would be harder to guffaw because of my <clears throat> husky, sexy singing voice. Ashley's been singing sticky shoes on the corner at a nightclub, so um, excuse Thank you, her. my babies. <laughs> Thank you, my babies. Uh, yeah, we're Renee and Ashley. This is season five, episode six, the one with the Yeti. That I could have uh, sworn happened like in season three, but obviously <laughs> it's not because here we are. Oh, no, here we are. Here we are. Um, yeah, we're here. We've got a lot happening in the friends world right now, and we are not going to put that on pause this week. Um, but we will. We will add a little, a little uh, fun color to it. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, I love the opening because obviously we've got Joey, who has recently learned that Monica and Chandler are hooking up. Mm-hmm. And so they are like canoodling in the living room at the guy's apartment. And he comes in and he's like, okay, just because I know doesn't mean I have to look at it, which I kind of agree with him. Like, I feel like they're a little bit taking advantage Um and, like, putting Joey in, like, an uncomfortable position, you know? Do you mean, like, do you think they're putting him in an uncomfortable position because of all their PDA or because they're supposed to be hiding it but they're not doing a good job? I think both. Like, I think yeah. he's well within his rights to be annoyed that they're just, like, making out all over the place. But mainly because they're making him keep this secret. And if it's supposed to be a secret, I think it should still be happening in secret or they should just tell everybody. But, like – well. Yeah. Like Joey I, I having agree. to like be around it 24-7 is kind of annoying. Like to be the yeah, only one who has to deal with it. I agree with you with the like secret stuff. Like they're making it harder on him because it's yes. like you're we're pretending it's normal when it's just the three of us, but then we're pretending it's not a thing when it's not. But I I think like the worst part is just like if you were an actual couple, you wouldn't just like make out all over your apartment if you have a roommate. Like or maybe you would, yeah. but like it's still a little bit disrespectful. So it's like yeah secret or not like you know other people live there yeah um but yeah so i i don't blame him for being annoyed like i yeah i think he's well within his rights um but i love that they're like well why shouldn't you be at an audition and he's like i'm sorry if i'm not a middle-aged black woman and i'm sorry if sometimes i don't read (laughs) the wrong i go to the wrong audition Oh, I think Joey has some funny moments in this one. As most episodes, he has some funny moments. But yeah, he just, you know, 
I don't know. But yeah. then they leave and he's like, I can still hear you. I he's can just still hear you. Um, this is one that like I was looking before. So I've, I, I've got the uncut friend script open. Um, so if you guys don't know about that, by the way, uncut friends episodes dot tripod dot com. They don't we're not in partnership with them. They're just they provide a service and we use that service. Um so I was looking and I I was like, I could have sworn there was more Chandler and Monica stuff throughout this episode. And that's what I was checking to see if maybe it just oh. got cut out of my version. But there's not. No. This is kind not. of it, isn't it? That's kind of it. Yeah. It's just they weave the thread through this episode just enough to so you don't forget. Which honestly, I know like we just were in this the other episode last week, but like I kind of forgot that it was already revealed, you know? Um Right. Because other to than Joey. for this podcast to Joey, right. But yeah. um I kind of I tend to hop around watching friends. Like I don't watch it from beginning to end. Like, you know, I don't like watch season one through season ten. I just kinda like watch what I feel like watching. So I think that's why we have such a hard time knowing what happens linear wise. Right. When it's not like a big thing like we know when Ross Infinite and Rachel break up time but... <laughs> time 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 <laughs> um but anyway yeah that is kind of the only Monica and Chandler thing throughout this whole thing like not even a tiny little sneak away no not this one and I guess it does happen quite a bit in other episodes so that's what mm-hmm. I was like expecting but yeah yeah um <clears throat> so yeah that is kind of all with them um, but we've also got the namesake of this episode, which is the one with the Yeti. And Monica and Rachel are in, I guess, the basement storage, which does their whole apartment store things in yeah. this random room. Like, I wanted to talk about this. <laughs> I don't know how this works. <laughs> so you've never lived in like a – well, I guess we've never – like you've lived in an apartment complex, but in – well, in, in London and in Florida and other places. Well, in London, I basically lived in, like, an old house that had been divided up into apartments. It wasn't really an apartment. Apartment. Was there any shared storage areas? There were no shared storage areas, but there was shared um, bathrooms. And it was more like living in a dorm, honestly. There was shared bathrooms. Oh, yeah. And then there were shared laundry and then like the backyard was shared hangout space because it was too cold to really ever be back there but we didn't have any storage (laughs) you just had to keep things in your room um but then when I lived in Florida I lived I didn't live in an apartment ever I actually only ever lived in a condo and but it was like a big condo building which is kind of like living in an apartment I guess I just yeah what's owning versus I mean my roommate owned the the condo we lived in versus like it belonging to the building I think is really the difference Um, otherwise you would have probably just been like oh yeah this is your apartment but anyway we had our own by the elevator like it was like outdoor hallways and by the elevator we had like a storage closet basically like everyone had their own though with a key yeah right so right so each floor by basically the elevator closest to you you had a storage closet but I don't understand this basement that everybody has access to. Yeah, so like in Chicago, um, I lived in like a dorm building and we just, yeah, we didn't have any shared space. I lived in a, a big, well, not a big, but like a big-ish apartment block. And 
we had shared laundry and there was like a shared bike room um, mm. where you'd like put your bike and it was inside because of like winter and stuff. But then yeah. when I lived in that, that like brown, not brownstone, it was like a graystone yeah, or whatever. It was, like, it was basically like a brownstone. brownstone. Yeah. Like a three floor brownstone walk up. We, even then we had shared laundry facility in the basement, but everybody had their own little like storage closet type thing like a little storage box Mm -hmm. um in different parts and it was lockable so I don't know yeah I've never I just feel like I would not trust a shared storage room in like a giant apartment building it would it would either just be like the junk room or like people would steal your stuff I feel well that's what I was thinking I was like even if even if we're just gonna pretend that everybody that lives in this building is 100% honest and like respectable um Let's just think about me going through my own basement when it's all stuff I own and I just move boxes around and then I'm like, where the heck is that box? Which I can't imagine it being worse when there's 100 people that live in this building and 100 people are sorting through boxes to find the one box they're looking for where everyone or else think has about already moved like, the boxes. Like, that think about horrible. like when you move out or when somebody moves out of your apartment or oh moves out of like a shared house. Yeah, like I I swore oh, that I took no. all my stuff with me when I left, yep. but like you did my not. old roommate. No, of course, you never no one ever does. Never unless mm-hmm. you're like closing down the flat and moving. Like nobody yeah. ever does. Um she messaged me like at the like the beginning of this year and was like, "Oh yeah, we found your box of whatever whatever." I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Like I sw- <laughs> I wasn't trying to just like leave it to be like not my bra. Like I swear I cleaned everything out. So imagine yeah. that shared storage room would just be like years of trash. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, we still will randomly find things in our basement and I'm like, "Whose is this?" And Matt's like, "Oh yeah, that was my roommate Zach. He lived here." you know, in 2010. I'm like, okay. (laughs) But we just found it and yeah, it just happens. So yeah, I can't, honestly can't imagine. I don't know. Maybe it's more organized than we think it is, but I don't think so because Danny's down there rifling through stuff and they're rifling through stuff. And bug bomb on their waffle maker. So yes, which do you have a waffle maker? Uh, No. Have you ever had a waffle maker? I don't think so. I don't like waffles. I like pancakes. Okay. Well, I'm married to a waffle person. Oh. And we have a waffle maker, but I would like to know if anybody has Ever an alternative. It? No, we use oh. it. Mostly Matt uses it. I made him waffles for his birthday this year. Um, I can honestly say I think that's the first time I have pulled out the waffle iron without being asked. Like usually yeah. Matt just makes his own waffles. Um, or I'll pull it out for like having a brunch for, with other people, but I just made him waffles for his birthday, but they are really hard to clean because they have oh. a cord and oh. I don't honestly know the, I just kind of try not to get the cord very wet, but I just don't feel confident <laughs> That I'm doing the right thing. So I've actually looked into getting a waffle iron where the plates come out. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Mine definitely don't. Removable plates would be really nice. So, but it's one of those things that I'm like, okay, do we even use this once a month? Do I really need to buy a different one? (laughs) You know, it's one of those like silly things that I'm like, should I spend money on this? Anyway, that's I feel kind like of... some good options would be like a nonstick, so it's easy to clean. Well, it um, is nonstick, but like things still, yeah, you know, 
or the removable plates or one of those kinds where like the plug itself is removable from the unit but then I guess you'd still have like an electrical area that could be getting wet yeah you know the removable plates is probably the best removable plates probably is the best I this is kind of like unrelated but probably built the same I this year for Thanksgiving I made um it was just Matt and I but I was making either I think I was making mashed potatoes or maybe cheesecake I can't remember which one I was making at the time but I definitely got some stuff like all over the hand mixer because you know like the little whisks come out but the the thing the unit itself, yeah the unit itself but then some of it dried on so it wasn't just like oh I can kind of wipe this off I really needed to like put some hot water on it and like you know do all that so I did that and I didn't realize that water kind of got in there and then when I picked it up water was like falling out not a ton but like enough to notice and I was going to make whatever thing I didn't make before and I was like can I plug this in and Matt's like oh yeah you can't the only way you would get electrocuted is by like sticking I don't know basically it has nothing to do with the water inside so maybe the waffle iron's the same thing and like okay water being inside doesn't matter it's like the electrical socket that matters honestly I don't know am I gonna probably plug it in and die most likely I know electricity makes me nervous makes me really (laughs) nervous um but anyway so I'm wondering why Monica is storing anything cooking related in a disgusting basement just doesn't seem very her very monica-ish i yeah. agree so anyway rachel wants the little round waffles with the little round waffle iron and they're down there and they're creeped out which rightfully so it's dark and the light like flickers and they're like let's get out of here and then right as they're gonna do that they notice a yeti apparently because yes. why wouldn't a yeti be in new york city wild um, hair wild man. i mean i Who could understand a- like being like oh my gosh sorry I didn't see you there you scared me but like <laughs> to assume I don't know also well, I, guess, I mean I guess the question is how do you get into this basement how are we yeah and like I think like, if you like in the silhouette he's holding like a pickaxe or something I guess that's true and so they think they probably are just like this is creepy and like yeah somebody could have like somebody could be living in here and we don't even know it I guess that's true do you realize that in this episode we see two places in their apartment we have never seen before? Ooh, let me guess. Let me guess. Again? Let me guess. Oh, okay. Okay, so one of them is um, the storage. Yeah. And one of them is the mail room. But we do see the mail room yeah. other times. Oh, you're right. We see it with Ross at one point, don't we? Yeah, when he introduces himself to that woman. and he Or like, oh, wait, is that in his new building? Why is... You know, it looks the same, though. Why does it look the same? Suspicious. Mm. It is, isn't it? Well, I guess he doesn't live in this building, so this wouldn't be his. But, yeah, it is the same mailroom when he, like, that girl gives him his number. And then he, like, eats it. And then there's, like, when it's one where he won't pay the $100 to the handyman. (laughs) Oh, he's the the handyman. handyman. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great episode. It's such – it's one of those things. It's, like – he did just move in but also ross like don't be so cheap you know like i see both sides i see both sides um i would just be more afraid of everybody hating me but also maybe it depends on where i was in life 20 year old renee would not have had the 100 bucks to pitch in 34 year old renee could pitch in the 100 bucks so 
maybe that would be my deciding factor. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, but yeah, we see the mailroom. We also see uh, Danny's hallway, which looks surprisingly like the other hallway. But yeah, um, that's because it's the same building. Kind of like they did. I paid yeah. really close attention. I wanted to see because Joey says, well, sorry, we'll get there. Joey um, says he lives downstairs. Downstairs. So yes. you check to see it was a lower number. Yes. When Rachel goes to his uh, room to accost him, her head is blocking the door number across the hall. Ah. And um, I was paying very close attention. I was like, oh, they used her head just to block it and make sure you couldn't see it. Because the girls are apartment 20. Yeah. And then when he comes out into the hallway with her, you can see a very just kind of glance. But it is a one and I think a six um, on the door. But it's definitely not observant. I was paying very close attention. Oh, well done. So we have not been bamboozled Bamboozled this time. (laughs) Uh, Not this time. Maybe next time. However, the girls do fog his yeti ass. They do fog his yeti which I'm like, that is dangerous. They thought they were being attacked. Manslaughter? Maybe. (laughs) Just some light manslaughter. Maybe throw something at him first or be like, who is that? Like, put your weapon. I don't know. I guess they thought they were being attacked. Uh, I mean, were they asking for it? No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I'm totally kidding. They fog his yeti ass and they come down and they're like very proud of themselves. And uh, Joey's like, kind of bushy beard, kind of up to here. Oh, yeah, you fogged Danny. You fogged Danny. We did not fog Danny. Who's Danny? Who's Danny? He's like, oh, he just trekked through the Andes or whatever. Nice guy. And I love when Monica's like, you're always defending the people we fog as if this happens on a regular basis. Hmm. But uh, they do the right thing and they go to apologize. Oh. And it is. Do you find this painful? He's so weird. He's weird. They are. Well, I, I would say Rachel is incessant. Um, And like they say sorry. And he just very straight face says, OK. And they're like, yeah. Well, that's we it's weird. We, we, we really want you to accept our apology, but he's just like, okay, so, which would be really annoying. I yeah. So yeah. what do you think's going on here? Is he just a strange dude? Because he kind of seems like a strange dude the rest of the episode, or is it just like yeah. he's mad at them and he thinks they're just like minimizing what they did and he's offended and that's why he's just like okay. I I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think that he is just kind of a weird guy for sure yeah um i also think that he like i don't know i just get the vibe that he's kind of um it's like when somebody is snooty because they hate rich people but it's like you're being snootier than most rich people are being by being so snooty you know like reverse snobbish yes I can. Um, and you know, and you know what? I was thinking that too because I thought it was weird. Like in the past, when I've watched this, and he's like, he like getting ahead of ourselves, but he's like judging Rachel because of the bags and the sacks mm-hmm. and the. But it, I was like, he did just get back from like a four month long trek through South America. So I was like, I bet you he's on that whole like American materialism is so hard and like weird. Yes. And he was just like 
living on a donkey for like four months. Right. So for him, yeah, I could I, I very was like, holier I, we all than know, thou. Yes, I was like, we all know those people that are like, well, I was just like living in a van and backpacking. So like it's super weird just to you know like be around all of us like you know your priorities are in the wrong place so he is like kind of like doing the judgy from that pers- from that place is what it seems yeah yeah that's I think that's kind of like that's how I see it like kind of judgy and just kind of like above like so above them or whatever but I also just think he's kind of weird in general um he is. He is. Yeah. But yeah just guess, saying okay. Like. Yeah. Like, my thought is know. like, if you're mad at them, then just be yeah. like, do you know what you guys like? That's it's really not cool. Like that was super dangerous. I could have been hurt. Yeah. So like. Yeah. Thanks for your apology, but like, I don't know that you actually realize the severity of the situation, or like, like you know, I'm I'm that whatever. Like it's. I'm pretty upset about it, but, like, thanks for coming to apologize. I'm still pretty upset. Like, you don't have to accept someone's apology right away, but just going, okay, I'm closing the door seems a bit – I guess he's like, I don't owe these women anything. I don't know them and whatever. Which is kind of true. He doesn't, but – Yeah. When they're like, I mean, you forgive me if I fogged you. Well, you kind of did a little bit. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I totally forgive you. I find that annoying. I think it's it's funny. Do you? I kind of feel like it's one of those things where it's like you and I feel the same way about about a lot of stuff. And so if I were to be like, you would. Yeah, well, you did. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I forgive you. Ah, see? And it's like. Yeah, I know. They're just trying to prove their own point. I see why you find that annoying. But I just think it's funny. I love it. Well, you did a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. You did a little. Um, Oh, sweetie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so then, of course, they kind of apologize. Um, and which, I mean, I guess they didn't have to do. They could have just been like, well, we'll probably never see him again. But um, Rachel res- runs into him in this mailroom lobby we didn't know they had. Mysterious and hallway. In this mysterious mailroom. And she sees what I'm assuming she thinks is a cute guy. Um, yeah. Do you think he's cute? Um, I think he's 90s cute. Mm, yeah, I guess. I just feel like he wears a lot of turtlenecks, which I don't... It's not my so favorite does Ross. thing on a man. Mm, well, you're just kind of proving no, my point here. Um, <laughs> but she, like... I mean, for Rachel, who I feel like is normally just more like, let, let them come to you, with the exception of Joshua... Um, She's like, oh, hi. Ooh, hi. And I think it is really unfair that he's like, oh, you like the short hair. Oh, just people are more into looks than others. And I'm like, I don't. When they first came in contact with you, it was dark and you were carrying a pickaxe. Like, it wasn't because they were like, ooh, ugly. Um. It just was like, okay, dark shadow in a scary basement with a weapon, you know? So I don't think it's very fair um, that he does that. And so, you know, Rachel, like, follows him, which I think I probably would have done too. Yeah, so I want to comment on that too. Like, I don't think that it's very fair either. I think that when he just assumes it's because he's attractive now or classically attractive, it's like, 
that's actually your own hang up. Like that to me says more about him probably feeling like with his wild hair and beard that he was like standing out and getting looks and people were mistaking him for a homeless guy or something, you know, like, yep. I, I'm with you. Like, I don't think that Rachel was like, I mean, she, she does say it. She does kind of say it when she comes up to apologize and she's like, oh, if you looked like that, I would have never fogged you or whatever. And and so she kind of says it, but I also think that like, you know, like when you're sort of taken off guard and you're not expecting yeah. something and, and, and I think because he's already made the argument, she's kind of trying to like go down that line of discussion. Whereas like, you're totally like, think about it more like that was, what I was going to say before too, is when they apologize, I appreciate he might've felt attacked or whatever, but also like you're a guy, it was dark. It's these two women, like they are mm-hmm. always going to be in the more vulnerable position. Right. Yeah, Totally. But like you said, he's just kind of a weird guy and just like, I think he also seems like very unwilling to listen or talk really. He's just like, facts are facts and this is... He's kind of one of those annoying like elitist people, huh? Who's like, oh, I'm above materialism. I'm above looks. Right. And you're like, you're actually a really annoying, rude person. (laughs) Yes. Because you think you're Um, better than everybody. Yeah, just to be like, oh, some people are more into looks. And she's like, that that's not what I was saying. Like, when you are <coughs> literally a wild hair man, it couldn't see your face. I couldn't decide if you were attractive yeah. or not. So also it was dark. That's not what, what was on trial here. It'd be different if he asked her out with the beard and she was like, ew, no. Yeah. And then she started hitting yes. on him. Then I would be like, oh, so you're just more into looks or whatever. But... Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a it's kind of a flat argument, but because he just immediately dismisses anything she says and walks away kind of thing, like I don't know. He just kind of never gives her the chance. Well, she tries poorly to argue her <laughs> stance. Um with the underprivileged children she's apparently buying <laughs> gifts for. Um but Anyway, so she, like, follows him and, like, tries to prove her point. Like, you made a judgment. I made a snap judgment, but so did you. And that's not cool. Um, and it is such a change of pace when he's, like, is pizza across the street any good? You want to go get pizza? You can keep yelling <laughs> if you want to. It That would catch me so off guard if I was yelling at somebody and they just kind of, like, because before it seemed very much like he was trying to avoid, not avoid her, but just kind of be like, nope, and then walk away, you know? Right. And so it is very, when she's kind of like, well, yeah, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> like, she's very caught off guard, which I would be too. So it's interesting. I'm not really sure what he wants. He just seems like he has no regard for other people. Like, when he's like, you know, when he's kind of just like, okay, it's like, oh, I don't want to talk to this person, so I'm not going to. And then when he's like, do you want pizza? I'm hungry. He can keep yelling. It's almost, I'm just kind of like he, and he just like puts his coat on and walks out and she's like, he's not even like, I'll wait for you. Go put your bags down upstairs and then let's talk this out. He's just like barges past her and she has to like chase him. I'm like, he wouldn't notice if she follows or not probably. Right. Like he just seems like one of those guys that's like so in his own world that everyone else is just like, you can come or not. 
I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. Very, kind um, I'm not saying like all social norms have to be followed all the time, but like he's not going by any social norms. No. And just kind of lack of awareness for others, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, a good way to put it. Yeah. So I don't know. Like almost like socially inept, probably a strong inept. word, but mm. like. Well, yeah, I don't aloof. know. He's a weirdo. Socially aloof. I don't know. Yeah. Social so distancing before Social that distancing. I don't know. Um, so maybe we'll see more of Danny later. But right now they're getting pizza. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Peehee, who inherited she's an heirloom so funny. from her mother. Uh. Who I love that she's like, a month ago I didn't even have a family. And now I have heir- or a year ago I didn't have a family. Now I have heirlooms. Now I have um, heirlooms. So bef- before we get to what the heirloom is, do you have any heirlooms? Oh, um, that's a good question. I have some stuff. So like from my mom's side of the family, not really. I have like some gifts that my, that's uh, not an heirloom. There's like some little gifts my grandparents got me. From my dad's side, um, not really. Like there's a couple pieces of furniture from my great grandmother, mm-hmm. um, like one of her really pretty chairs. But um, she like, left me a bunch of costume jewelry that I was like, mm-hmm. I don't really want this. But now that I think about it, I don't think maybe she didn't actually have any nice jewelry. Right. Cause she grew up pretty poor. She was like one of 12 kids on a farm mm-hmm. in Louisiana. And then on my parent, on my, that's my dad's mom's side on my dad's dad's side, they were Jewish immigrants. So like, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe she did have a, nice ring or something but no if that ever happened it never made its way to me and my mom's yeah. side was pretty poor too so no yeah. is my answer how about you um yeah I don't have any heirlooms um I have a few things that I nothing like fancy but I had a charm that was my grandma's like it's like a silhouette yeah. and has my name on it she had one for every grandkid and when she died Aww. like I got my charm but I don't know if I would consider that an heirloom and then um Oh, I guess, yeah, when my grandma passed away, she had a string of pearls, and instead of giving it to me or my sister, my dad had it split up into earrings and a, two brace, two earrings and two bracelets, two sets of earrings. That's such a so sweet So we each idea. got earrings and bracelet, yeah, which was nice. I lost one of the earrings, sadly, in a changing room in college. But Oh, really? Um, I'm pretty sure that's where I lost it, because I was trying on clothes, and then when I got home, I only had one earring in, so. Oh. I never recovered it. I still have the bracelet, though. So I guess didn't, that's the closest thing I didn't have. You guys, didn't you have any rings from your grandma that they got stolen? My my grandma gave me a, a very small, like, I think it was, like, 0.2 carat um, diamond ring when I turned 16 or 18. But mm-hmm. it wasn't an heirloom. They just got it for oh, me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was just a gift. Um, but, Yeah. It did get stolen when our house got broken into many moons ago. So I think that's the only era. Yeah, like, I mean, my dad's parents had some money. Like, not money, money. But actually, like, my uncle kind of got it. It's long. Lots of family drama around this, but my uncle pretty much got everything. As usual. Yeah. So I don't really care. I just wanted, like, the photo, you know, some photos and stuff. Yeah. My cousin sent us some of those, but... 
something I did get that was cool is my grandpa who was in the so he came over when he was like three from Austria um, as a Jewish immigrant um, and he like worked in the Navy and then like he spent his entire life as like a unionized um, automotive industry worker like on the on the what's that called not conveyor belt but like the assembly line on the assembly line, line. line. yeah and was like yeah factory it was like a factory worker and was like always kind of like cranky and grumpy and gruff and well he was actually like really pleasant as well but he was like a hard man right but um Mm -hmm. he painted and so they used to have paintings all over their house that my grandpa did and when he passed away and they sold the house um we each got to pick a painting so I have oh, one of his paintings, nice. which is cool. Yeah. That's really nice. I don't have it with me. I'm hoping my parents still have it. Yeah. It's not here in New Zealand, but yeah, that's cool. So that's not an heirloom either, I guess, but. Yeah. I don't really know. I guess like, I don't know what makes something considered an heirloom. Yeah. I don't have any like fancy jewelry. I have like a couple watches that are like 150 bucks, but I don't have any like no fancy jewelry, no engagement ring. Um, I don't think I have any clothing items that are like super, super nice. I have like, I can think of this one. I have a blazer that's from a New Zealand designer, fashion designer, who's actually now out of business. Um, the label is, um, and it was like, I'm pretty sure it was like 300 bucks. It's the most I've like ever spent on something because um, I just really loved the it. vegan leather one. No, no, no. Mm. That's just like a more of that's like a nationwide kind of like clothing oh, gotcha. retailer, and that one was only like a hundred or something. Gotcha. Um, oh, there was that one I was looking at that was like nine hundred dollars for a, a leather jacket, and that was a, a New Zealand designer. And I was like, should I just do it and call it an investment? <laughs> And I'm so thankful I didn't because I ended up getting one for like 150 bucks. Oh, amazing. And I like it more. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because I'm um, like. But I don't think anybody would be like fighting over that blazer. Because honestly, like even now, it's probably not worth that much. Like the designer's out of business. Yeah. It's not like it's vintage Chanel. I don't know. I think that's the thing. I'm like, if I had like a nice bag or even like. Yeah, any, like, well-known designer piece that is something that I think could be, like, I mean, do you think my Madewell leather tote is an heirloom? That's the thing. (laughs) I was like, my stuff is from H&M. Like, nobody wants that. I know, and I think that's the difference is, like, our, at least when our grandparents were younger, not obviously in, like, their older years, but, like, they probably, even if they didn't have money, the stuff they bought was bought to last a long time. So I'm like, yes, exactly. We just have so much more, you know, fast fashion and fast stuff. Fashion. And the style just changes so much more quickly. I mean, back then it was like every 10 or 20 years, the style would change a little bit. And now it's like That's every, a good point. every six and months, like, the style changes. Back then it was also like you had a dress for the mm-hmm. year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you haven't watched Downton Abbey, but when you do, I love, yes. because it's a period piece, it's set, well, the first episode is when the Titanic sinks, so that's where they start off, like, 1912, 1913, and okay. um, in the show, 
wore like the whole season you'll see the main because they dress like they do like fancy dinners literally every single night even just their family you know they like dress for dinner and they only have all the girls only have like a few dresses and they wear the same dresses to all their dinners for the most part yeah um throughout the season even though they were upper class it just wasn't you know you didn't have brand new dresses all the time you didn't have like tons of options you just had you know a couple for evening a couple for day and you wore them until they disintegrated and then you restitched them I think it'd be fun to dress for dinner every once in a while every once in a while in your own home. it would be fun Matt and I talked about that we were re-watching it and I was like it would be so fun to do this but also I'm really thankful that we can just wear sweatpants and like eat pizza on the couch yeah, they never true. had and the like, option. We don't have a chef cooking it and servants serving it to yes. us and then cleaning the dishes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do I want to cook everything and then go in my room and change and then come out just to like eat it in a fancy dress and then change to then wash my own dishes? I know. Well, like even Thanksgiving, I'm like, I wore sweatpants all day, <laughs> you know, because um, it was just us. Was so nice. yeah, I'm like, I, it's kind of nice that we didn't have to like make you know, I made dinner, but we didn't have to, like, get dressed up just for us. Yeah. But I appreciate it was just a different time, and I'm very thankful for sweatpants. But I do think it would be different if we had – if fashion was more like that, where you did buy – because even now when people are like, oh, it's an investment piece, I'm like, but will you really have it forever? I don't know. It's just – it's hard to know. Yeah. It's hard to know what you'll think in 50 yeah, years. Is. And I think – there definitely can be some things like certain bags and even shoes that are just like a very timeless style. Um, maybe a jacket, like we'll get to jackets in a second, but like it's harder to say like if you bought a dress, will you wear that dress for 20 years? I just don't know if you will, you know? And even if you don't, people don't just like keep things anymore. So it's like, even if I wear a dress and it doesn't fit me in 10 years, a, I need to buy better quality stuff because nothing I, you know, like I'm not buying like super nice, like tailored things, yeah. but, um, I just, you just get rid of it. Like I don't have a, I don't, I'm a renter, so I'm moving house. I'm not going to like bring all this stuff with me to hand down to people. Right. I mean, if, and I guess if I owned, maybe I could just like put stuff in boxes in the attic, but it seems a bit hoardy. Well, right. I mean, I go through my closet like a few times a year and just like get rid of stuff. Yep. And call. Yeah, me too. And donate. I like to donate it to Dress for Success. Mm-hmm. I did when I had nice clothes, but yeah. Now I'm straight. <laughs> now, now I'm startup bro. Pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like jeans and black hoodies. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Your um, American Apparel zip-up hoodies, the full Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> the full Mark scenes. Zuckerberg look. Some um, dad sneakers. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, so Phoebe, although we have no heirlooms, Phoebe has an heirloom, um, and it is a fur coat, which I will say, my grandmother did have some fur coats, and I kind of wish, you know what, I think my mom has one, now that I think about it. Oh, that's um, cool. I think she has it. I feel like my Nana might have had a fur coat, but my auntie probably took it. Probably. And yeah, so I'm like, my mom has it. I doubt she's ever worn it, and even if she gave it to me, I don't know, that, what, what am I going to do with it? I don't know. Like... I have a fake wear fur it coat. on Zoom. Um, yeah, I have a fake fur coat that I bought at an op shop here. Um, was not cheap. 
but it is faux fur. And mm. I was like, and it's not even like, it's not like a full length one like that, which I do think if you live in New York, there's probably like, I think they're still doing that in the Upper East Side. But um, I think I wore mine to like a fancy dinner one time, but I felt ridiculous mm-hmm. because I just don't hang with that type of crowd. Right. Yeah, I know. It's like, what would you even do with it? I just, I don't know, honestly. Um, I feel like you and Matt could go out to like a fancy cocktail bar in Nashville and get away with a fur. Sure. I bet we could. And there's a couple of like um, charity events that are like 20s themed. We've never, we've never gone, but I've always aspired to go. I feel like a fur coat could do well there. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm sure you could use it once in a while, but. I think you're right. Like, even in New York, even if you aren't, like, a fancy person, it's warm enough and you're walking places enough. Whereas, like, here, yeah, it's like I would just get right. in my car <laughs> and sit yeah. on my coat and then get to the place I'm going and then take my coat off. Um, so, anyway, I love when she pulls – Phoebe's going to open the box. She's like, I have heirlooms. I didn't have a family. Now I have heirlooms. And she rips her Xena Warrior princess knife out of her sock. Oh, so funny. What a power move. Um and she opens it and it's fur and I love we say this all the time doesn't she know me but at all (laughs) that's where this is from yeah I love that I know and uh she's like I you know poor some poor innocent animal died and then Chandler's like oh yeah that or just a Filipino kid worked to the bone and she's like what and he's like uh and he's like that didn't happen that didn't happen I made it up but I'm like okay what do you think is worse fur coats or child labor i'm asking oh <laughs> you're actually asking me um probably child labor because that's humans yeah i'm not pro fur but uh if it comes down to animal welfare or human welfare i'm gonna have to pick human yeah I, especially if it's children I, what about you i pick the same yeah um it's yeah uh, yeah Thankfully, that doesn't happen here, but I know it happens every, not everywhere else, but in many other nations. Um, well, and a lot of the products that children make are sold in America, so. Oh, totally. Probably totally. Closer to it than you think, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying that I'm like, oh, I'm so above that. I definitely don't con- contribute to this, but I know it's not happening here, but it doesn't mean it doesn't touch us here. Um, right. But anyway, we don't. We don't have time to solve that problem today. Um, But it is funny that Phoebe gets this fur coat and she's just so, you know, Miss Vegetarian, da, da, da. I love when she brings it up to the apartment and she's, like, talking about getting it cremated and Rachel's like, what? No. Phoebe, I know you're quirky. I love it. We <laughs> all get we a kick it. out of it. We all think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I get a kick out of it. We really, we all do. But this is a crime against nature. I mean fashion. And then Phoebe puts on her own fashion show and she's like, oh, dead carcass, wintry Russia, da da da. She does all this stuff. Do you think this looks good? Because I do. And suddenly, I do. <laughs> she, this is such a Phoebe thing to be staunchly against something. And then see the other side suddenly. Very suddenly. What do you think? I should just change my beliefs? I should change my beliefs. I should change my beliefs. (laughs) I like how 
Yeah, I like how like she does. She decides she loves it, and then she like is sitting in the coffee shop later, and she goes, "Well, I can't sit here anymore. I have to go. I have to walk around I places." I never <laughs> noticed that line before, and I laughed so hard when I heard it when I was just watching it. It's so funny. I have to go walk around places, but I love also that she suddenly like. Um, the number one advocate for why minks uh, deserve <laughs> to, to die. Deserve to die. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. I was thinking, I have heard they're mean, but now I'm like, maybe that's from friends is where I've heard that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like, I also think it's one of those things where like, okay, the coat already exists. You wearing it isn't necessarily supporting it. It's just something that exists, you know? Um, I don't, like, not buying it, not, like, coming, you know, not paying for it. I, it makes sense to me. But I'm kind of like, yeah. well, I think you still can. I mean, I don't know. I'm also a vegetarian. That's like, oh, I don't really care. If you made it with chicken stock, it's fine. Um, so. Yeah. I do think I, it's different. I see what you mean. And I, and I kind of. I kind of get that, like, obviously, yeah, she didn't pay for it. She didn't go buy it somewhere. Um, I guess the only thing is, like, what you wear. You're kind of, like, promoting it. Yeah, that's true. It's almost like it's showing it as, like, pretty and fashionable for other people who might go out and buy for coats. That's a good point. Um, I don't know. I'm not, you know, if you want to get technical. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, but I love because she's, you know, the thing is, is that people on the street don't know that she's a vegetarian or whatever. It's just her friends. But every time someone says something, she's got a new argument to why. Um, yeah. You know, she can't. I love when she's like, oh, what? It's not like it's a seeing eye dog coat. Come on. Let's get some perspective <laughs> here, have some people. Perspective. <laughs> it's so funny. But, you know, it is one of those things that a week ago, if someone else wanted to wear fur. You know, she would have. Yeah. So that's the hard thing. But um, it it is just very funny. But I absolutely love at the very end when she's just frolicking around town and she sees the squirrel and it's just a squirrel, yeah. literally just a squirrel. But it's like the telltale heart, you know, <laughs> like her own guilt personifies exactly. itself. And so she just gives it to someone else and she's like are you happy now i'm cold um but yeah i do love yeah it's so funny phoebe 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 she just, oh phoebe oh, phoebe I feel like there's something else that happened with her that just cracked me up in this one but yeah the line of her being like i can't just sit here i have to walk places now <laughs> she does try to give it to joey oh right he's like i'll take it what do you think <laughs> You're on in and five, Miss like, Minnelli. You're on in five, Miss Minnelli. Yeah. So funny. Um, yeah, Joey, that is quite the – it takes a secure man to wear a coat like that. Um, and with all of this – with all of this important stuff going on, then we've got Ross's love life just disintegrating <clears throat> by the second. Um, oh, gosh. He comes into the apart oh, – sorry, the coffee shop – and he is hanging up signs, and Gunther's like, you can't do that. And he's like, well, everyone else is. And she's like, no, you can't do that. Um, but isn't it – have you noticed – well, do you notice in this episode that there are signs everywhere, but there never is again? Yes, I was actually thinking that. I was like, these poles are, like, littered with signs, and I'm certain there's normally nothing there's on them. There's normally nothing. And I'm like, they should have done, like, a bulletin board outside or something. I feel like that would have – 
Or like near the, I feel like there was one near the bathrooms before. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, it is funny that he's like hanging up the sign. And Ross is like, oh, Memily just thought it'd be nice if we got a new couch and a couple things. And they're like, okay, so basically everything Rachel ever touched or whatever. And he's like, yeah, oh basically. So it's a fire sale, which of course then Gunther's like, I'm in. I'll take it all. I'm in. Um, yeah. You weirdo. Uh, but I guess you do you, boo. Um, and Joey. Well, yeah. What? I, well, I think before Joey says anything, um, isn't it Monica says to Ross, she's like, this is all your stuff. And they're like, this is just, are, are you sure? And he's like, are you kidding? After what I yes. did? Okay. I thought it or was Joey. That- You're right. It was Monica. Okay, like, isn't this a little like, isn't what Emily's asking you to do a little extreme? Maybe it's Chandler or Monica. And Ross is like, yeah, after what I did, can you blame her? And yeah, Phoebe's like. And then he even goes, he even goes, I just need to get her here and then everything will be fine. And so I was thinking like, okay, so this is actually kind of the approach that you and I were talking about. Yes. In the last couple episodes where we're like. Just whatever she's saying she wants, not that we're saying like pull a fast one, but we're saying like whatever it is she's saying she wants, just kind of go like that can be our starting position. Like, yeah. sure, I won't see Rachel, you know, I'm not going to see her at all. But then like, you know, once Emily's more secure with their relationship, kind of being yeah. like, can we go to events as groups with Rachel yeah. or like – I'll get rid of all of this furniture, but like, you know, I don't know. He He's kind of taking that approach of like, maybe this is just for now to kind of get her to agree to it. Yes. Um, And then he even says, after what I did, can you blame her? And I was like, wow, he's like taking full responsibility, which yes. is also something Agreed. Ross does not do very often. I know. I agree. Uh, and, and like, I, I've had the same thought about it being that like, you know, agree, just agree to what she says and actually do it and then eventually I feel like it will get better but the problem to me is which obviously blows up later in this episode is that he's not doing what she's asking he's just lying to her about it or yeah he's band-aiding again yes he's kind of going like sure 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 it's fine and then like not actually but not actually taking it seriously right and so anyway we'll get to that but um when she's like after what i did can you blame her and uh phoebe's like yeah my friend cursed his thingy and turned it green (laughs) and this is cut out well so i don't know if people hear it but ross goes well i guess i'm lucky that emily's not magic and phoebe goes yes she is we all are we all are (laughs) oh she is we all are i forgot about that it's really (laughs) cute we all are she just says it's so like calmly and factually um Ugh, it's really funny I love it's her. such a good phoebe moment um but yeah then we find out oh i love when joey then is like oh everything's changing and da 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 like and they're like and he's like ross is trying to be happy Emily, yeah yeah so they're like ross is happy so we just have to deal you know can you do that? Oh, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say the part where Joey's like, everything's changing. Ross won't let, like, Ross wants to see Emily, but Emily won't let him see Rachel. Hence, we're not going to see Ross. And oh, like, yeah. Oh, this sucks. Everything's crazy. Joey said hence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good Joey moment. Um, good Chandler. But they're Chandler. like, are you, yeah, can sorry. you be cool with that after that? 
And they're like, Ross, yeah. is, Ross says he's happy. So like we have to deal, right? And Joey's like, well, I'm an actor. I'll just act cool. It's like, I'll act cool. Okay, sure, Joe. Um, I'm an actor. I'll act cool. But then not only is he getting rid of all of his stuff, <sighs> they're yeah. moving to her cousin's sublet. So he comes back, right, and is on the phone yeah. and is like, oh, great news, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> just that <laughs> thing where he's like, trying to make it all sound positive and I appreciate like not dwelling on the negative and kind of like trying to be positive but the whole like glossing over reality is grating yes it is and I think I think like Ross is best when he can this is actually one of our core values at work confront harsh realities with optimism that's what's gonna get you value it's a core value Confront harsh realities with optimism. But hmm. to be optimistic is still to be realistic. <clears throat> Absolutely. So I think that him trying to like see the silver lining is a good thing. But also it's okay. Like it's both and, you know. It's like this sucks. I don't really want to move. However, I feel like it's what I need to do and I'm going to do it. You know, like instead of just pretending like, oh, it's great. I've been given the gift of time. Like it's, it's different. <laughs> I love to ride that I rail. Love to ride that rail, <laughs> Joey says. But you know what I mean? Like it's different to be like, listen, you guys, I know this isn't what I want to do, but I, I'm doing everything. I, which he says earlier when they're talking about selling the stuff. He's like, I'm just trying to meet her. You know, I'm like trying to meet her halfway and get her here. That's what's important to me right now. This other stuff, we'll figure it out. But when he's, like, pretending that he wants to live uptown um, and, like, it doesn't matter and, like, he's totally on board, but he's clearly not. Yeah. It's just, like, it is very grating and just, I don't know. It's annoying. I just. It's annoying. And I think that's why they're so worried for him because they're, like, he's basically gone into, like, Stepford wife. Like. Yes. Oh, it's great. It's fine. Oh, I've been given the gift of time. And And they're, like okay, he's obviously, like, not even being rational anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, do we need to, like, you know, we need to, like, pump the brakes. Yes, which also when people – often when people are in the wrong like this, like, I know this happens with, like, affairs and all sorts of things, they will just yes-man themselves um, into into unreasonable – Yes. Yeah. But the thing is is that they're never going to be able to keep it up. So they are just no. setting themselves up so for it's even absolute worse. disaster. It's even totally. worse than just being like, hey, isn't this a bit extreme? Or why don't you just move, you know, like trying to obviously compromise. But like he is just throwing up his hands and waved the white flag. And I'm not saying that he should be like pushing back. But I think that he needs to to think about what is what is um, a sacrifice for him and a compromise, but also like realistic. Um and I don't yeah. think he's doing that. I think he's just pretending like if I don't think about it too much, everything will be okay. And that's just going to blow up in his face later. If it didn't already, you know, it would have blown up fast. So I think I think what, I get it. And I, I appreciate that like over the phone with Emily, mm-hmm. he might not be able to be like, Emily, I don't want to move apartments. You're asking too much. Da, da, da. But like, yeah, to just be like, okay, sure. Okay, great. Okay, fine. It's like. Yeah, you're just going to resent her later. Mm-hmm. She is not going to feel resolved from the issues. Nope. You're not going to feel like, th- you know what I yeah. mean? Like everyone's just going to be unhappy. Yep. Instead of being like, 
okay, like, let's talk about why you want to move apartments. Is it because Rachel used to visit this apartment? Yeah. Um, is it because... Right, right. What, what about this apartment like, is uncomfortable for you? Like, let's see how yeah. we can remedy that. And it's like, if you're sure that you don't want to live there, like, let me find something for us. That one is just way too far from work. I know that your cousin owns it and that's great, but like, you know, I know New York pretty well. Let let me find something for us yeah. that'll be like ours. Yep. Why don't we write this show? Um, I don't know. But when they go over to his apartment to help him pack and he makes one little notion about not being happy, which was Joey's only promise he made to anybody about (laughs) being cool, he like lets it all. Joey just like lets it all out. He's like, you're not happy. We hate Emily. Oh, that's the worst when he's like, we hate Emily. And they're all like, oh, my God. No, Joey, we don't. And that just. It is horrible. And like then Ross gives this giant stupid speech about compromise, which I don't think he truly understands what he's saying. However, he asked them for advice on the front end. They were all extremely unhelpful. (laughs) Now they want to dive in, you know? And I just, I understand why he's so frustrated because, like, the decision's been made, you know? Um, And he thinks he's just doing the best he can. He thinks he's doing the best he can. And so I really do. And we hate Emily is not, It's not helpful. No. They're being very, like, I understand they're concerned, but gosh, he's truly in an impossible situation. Please enjoy my defense of Ross. It will not come around I'm very surprised because I was actually about to Say the take opposite. the the anti-Ross. Yeah, you go first, but well, I've got an anti-Ross stance here. I Like I said, I don't think any of the choices he's making are smart, but I think his friends had the opportunity to speak into these choices earlier and did not. Now they're like... You can't do this. You can't do this. It's like, it's too late, guys. It's happening, you know? And you telling me that you hate my wife is 0% helpful in making this easier. Yeah. So I, I really do empathize with him because at, at this point, the decision's been made. And he is making his bed and preparing to lie in it, which is the best he can do. Um, I don't think he's and, doing it all the right way, but I kind of think he's think he's doing what he thinks he has to do to get things done. But the way that they're coming at him and being like, Emily's ridiculous and we hate her and that doesn't help at all. So was it them that said just give her whatever she wants or was it only Rachel that said give her whatever she wants um, to come here? Rachel said that specifically. Um, yeah. I can't remember if the rest echoed that sentiment or not. I think the rest didn't recognize that it was an impossible situation and didn't know what to say. And I'm not saying it's their fault for not having the right advice. Like, I don't know what advice right. you would give. But I think opinion time is over, you know? Um, <laughs> I do. I think, like, it's happening. Like, it's kind of to the speak now or forever hold your peace. Like, that time has has ended. They are making moves, um, and I don't know. Even if they would have said something, I mean, I guess they tried to say something. Well, okay, actually, I'll back up here. They tried to say something at the coffee shop when he was selling all his stuff. They pushed back. He said, this is what I have to do. It is what it is, basically, you know? I think at that point, you just have to respect his decision. Well, that's what they were all doing, except for Joey, who couldn't be cool. Right. <laughs> that's why it happened. You're right. 
But I do think because but then they all kind of elaborate a little bit and in a calmer way than Joey does. But yeah, true. I think they were like, well, this is what we're just we were discussing. Yeah. We just think this is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so I understand why he is frustrated, basically. So it's all Joey's fault here because he should have just kept his mouth shut. Um, And they should have known better than to give Joey like a one caveat you know, as soon as he's like, wait, so you're not happy about this? <laughs> right. You're not totally happy. I guess like, I guess like, yeah, Joey probably should have because it's not going to help. But at the same time, like we said, they could see that like Ross was going into an unsustainable situation. But and so I think that's why, you know, they were all kind of just like, this is ridiculous. This is too much. Like Ross blinked twice, you know, yeah. type thing. Yeah. Um, But they also like you know they know ross he's not going to take this well but my thing in this was like you know joey does i don't think it's good that he's like we all hate emily and then you know but like but so he's probably just really taken aback and doing that thing like we were talking about a few episodes ago where you just get on the defense Uh uh-huh and so rather than being able to have like a rational conversation about it he just starts defending emily and I can't stand how he reacts to them mm-hmm. when he's like, so he's like, starts like getting like really like condescending. He's scolding kind of. Yes. And he's like, I get the principles of what he's saying, right? About like, okay, you guys, you know, you might think she's asking a lot, but like you do whatever it takes to make a relationship work. And this is what it takes right now is to, like, make her happy and, like, compromise to meet her needs. And, like, she's more important than what I want. She's more important than what you guys want. Like, Mm -hmm. I get what he's – I kind of get what he's saying. But I think that he's being such a jerk the way he's delivering it. Mm -hmm. And I do kind of also think that he's wrong. Like, yeah, you compromise. But, like, exactly like you said before, what she's asking you is unsustainable. You're not actually compromising. You're just yesing yourself to death in the short term. And, like, you're also lying to her in the meantime, just like you said before. So, yeah, yeah, I think he's wrong. He's wrong on all accounts. I do. I agree with you 100%. But I think it's one of those things that um, it it kind of isn't going to change anything, which is exactly what we see happen. Like, they keep bringing it up. And he keeps telling them that they need to get over it. This is what he has to do. Yeah, yes. yeah, true. So at a certain point, you just have to let it go. And I think, like, it's hard to watch your friends implode. But if you've, like, tried a few times to stop them. Obviously, if he was in, like, actual danger, it's different. But he's just kind of, like, ruining this relationship it's going to get ruined. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be over eventually. It's going to sort itself out. Yeah. It's not going to be fun. Yeah. But I think at a certain point, you have to be like, okay, I tried. I really did. I tried a few times. And Do you know what I think I would do? Sorry, sorry, do? sorry. You keep going. No, that was, that was pretty much it. I just, like, at a certain point, like, you have to let people figure it out for themselves because for whatever reason, they have blinders yes. on or he feels, you know, he's, like, paying into this guilt. Um that will probably never be resolved and eventually he'll realize that you know um so i think i would play the long game and i would be like okay like monica monica and phoebe are probably the two that are in the best position to do this 
Um, and yeah, I don't know which one, but like if I was Monica, I would probably be like, Hey, Rach, like when Emily moves here, I'm going to go try to like talk with them and like get her more comfortable around our group Mm -hmm. so that eventually we can all hang out again. But it'll probably mean a couple like solo dinners with me going over there and hanging out with them or like me going out for drinks with them. So like, I don't want you to get your feelings hurt. I'm not doing this behind your back. I'm doing it so that she starts to feel comfortable and like will then like want to come over to our place to hang out and we'll realize that like you're awesome and really fun and lovely. Hopefully Rachel will be on board with that. And then what I would do is I would I would do just that. I'd go hang out with them, um, Emily and Ross, and I wouldn't bring it up on like the very first hangout like, oh, come on, come hang out with everybody. But I would just try to make her feel more at ease. Yeah. I agree. I think that's that's a good point. I think I would after trying like they tried a couple times to be like, hey, Ross, this seems kind of crazy. And they were shut down. So, yeah, at that point, I I agree. You go the long game. You're like, okay, how can we make the best out of this bad situation? And the answer is stop bringing it up because you're not making it any better, Joey. You know, Um, his mind is made up, you know, and you're not going to be able to change it. So anyway, um, they come back, they apologize, they make a song, which we never hear because apparently they say all the words. And uh, <laughs> I Phoebe. love that when she's like, whatever you do, whatever you decide. Okay, now you're just pulling words right, right. directly from the <laughs> song. You're stealing lyrics from the song. <laughs> um, so they invite him over for dinner. He comes over for dinner and Rachel's like, I should go. And they're like, Joey's like, please, Rachel, stay with us. Like, he's so dramatic. They're like, it's the last time we'll be here. See, Rachel, I'm an actor. <laughs> I'm an actor. I know. When he keeps pulling that out, when he's oh, like, Ross, Joey. I know why I got so upset earlier. See, I'm an actor. And when you See, keep I'm it all actor. bottled up, <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, But Joey begs her to stay. She does. They have dinner. Emily calls. And she's gotten a haircut. Her hair is very short. Yes, um, and I noticed that they don't show anything below her like chin. Uh huh. Because she's a pillow she's on her super lap. Super pregnant, right? She's a pillow on her lap. Yeah. Oh, okay. They start a little bit wider and they pull in, but she has a pillow on her lap when they start wide. So at least they took her out of bed, though. I mean, it would be ridiculous. This is like the fifth episode in the oh, row. Yeah. She's making calls from her she's deathbed. Still sulking. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So I love when she's like, oh, you know, looking for Ross, gets him on the phone. And she's like, oh, I want to say hi. Put me on speaker. And she's like, who am I saying hello to? Which I can't tell if she's just genuinely curious or if she's fishing. I think she's genuinely curious. It is, it is a bit weird, but I guess it's like, could, I do think she's trying to be friendly. She's trying to like not trying to be, be breezy. her and Ross. Well, I don't think she's – no, I don't think she's trying to be breezy. I don't think she's, like, manipulative secretly, like, I'm going to listen to hear if Rachel's there. I mean, maybe. But I kind of think that she's trying to just be like, oh, hey, everybody. Oh, I've called during dinner. Well, why don't I say hi to everyone instead of, like, I'm going to take Ross away from his dinner party and just talk to him on the yeah, phone. Yeah, I guess that's you know? true. Also, I have to say, if they're eating dinner in New York, it means it's, like, 3 in the morning yeah. in London. Something like that. I mean, depending on what time they had dinner, but definitely late. Good point. Middle of the night. Anyway, um, maybe it's 5 a.m. and she just got up for work and they had like a 9.30 dinner. She has a glass of wine. So let's hope oh, Okay, it's not- so she's having a 3 a.m. <laughs> glass of wine. Um, 
But yeah. I love when Joey's like, well, I don't know who is here, but I can tell you for damn sure who's not here. Yeah. That's Rachel. <laughs> it reminds me of when Monica sends the invite to Joey's parents and it gets they don't send the invite, but he doesn't want them to pity oh, invite yeah. them. So she's like, say it got lost in the mail. Blame the post office. They hate the post office and the Irish. And so Monica calls and she's like, well, if they would have lost it at the damn post office. <laughs> like, it's so put on. But it's so funny. Um, it's so funny. So funny. Is it so funny? Let's say it's so funny. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he rachel oh gosh like talk about an awkward moment when emily's like oh i should hope not ross knows better than that and i'm like oh yeah that's super weird and that also is very like whipped like ross knows better than that like whipped and not to mention like that's not the good way to get in with the friends like they're still friends with rachel i think that she would assume you know um right even if rachel wasn't there to hear that which is like gut-wrenching but you would assume like okay like these people still hang out with rachel um and she just says it so like pompously and whatever really yeah like she wants to replace rachel it's it's not great um so anyway then she ross is like actually rachel is here and then of course I once again then I feel bad for Emily because she's like please take me off speakerphone because she is humiliated um yeah and feeling blindsided and like lied to and all the things you would feel when you specifically ask somebody not to do something and they do it anyway and so he goes on the balcony to talk to her and we get a little comic relief from Joey we we don't all because this was cut out. But this, I forgot about no. this part. It's so funny. Oh my gosh! Okay. Oh, you so guys. for those of you, should we should we like play act it for those who um yes who don't who didn't get to see it because they don't have the box set. Yes. Okay. So setting the scene, um, Emily just took or Ross. She just says, "Take me off speakerphone," and he does, and she's like, "I'm so upset." So he just goes out to the patio to chat and you know that's when she's like well obviously you can't keep yourself away from Rachel and he's like oh come on that's ridiculous yes so do you want to be Ross or do you want to be Joey I want to be Joey okay so I'll be it Emily that's ridiculous hello 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 who is this it's Ross Joey what are you doing huh oh sorry dude I have to make a call Joey Joey they don't have two lines. They have two phones. Oh. <laughs> he hangs up. And scene. And scene. Yep. So um, I love that part. I love this part. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Just Friends? Yeah, the one with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I okay. I just forgot that I watched yeah, you this know with I've you. Seen it. <laughs> because if you guys have ever seen this movie, I'll tell you this. I, you probably know the scene we're talking about. But there's He plays like... A you know grown up rich executive who is like all money and he's good looking blah 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 but he was like a very chubby dorky kid in high school and his dorky chubby fat suit self sings I swear by all for one lip syncs it and they played at the end of the movie and Kim our friend Kim and Ashley were laughing so, I mean it is really funny but I've never I've never been more annoyed at people laughing in my entire life 
<laughs> you both were laughing so obnoxiously. And I, I think I fell asleep. I don't know why that tickled me, oh. but like Kim and I were laughing so hard we those, fell off of yes, the couch. It's one of those things when you think something's funny and someone else, you know, like you just are like feeding yeah, off each other and exactly, I was so annoyed. She was laughing so hard it was making me laugh harder. Yeah. But there's a scene in that movie where he's stuck in his hometown. He's trying to call the girl that he, like, always had a crush on in high school. He calls her, and he's talking to her, trying to, like, invite her to a movie or something. And you hear, beep, boop, beep, boop. And he's like, who is that? And she's like, oh, hi, hello, Joyce. And he's like, no, Mom, it's me. And she's like, oh, honey, how'd you get to Joyce's house? And she's like, I'm not at Joyce's <laughs> house. I'm in our house on the other phone. <laughs> she's like, oh, okay. While I have you on the phone, do you want – uh, pot roast or lamb stew <laughs> and he's like mom get off the phone <laughs> oh I love that hello Joyce um, that's what it always <laughs> hello Joyce um, so anyway they're on the well Ross is still on the phone trying to have this but we, oh, I'm so sad you guys if I can find the clip I'll post it if we can find like a YouTube it's link or something so it's such yeah, a good cool, cool. Oh, why do they cut the good stuff out I just don't understand um but Ross is kind of pleading with Emily and, um, you know, he's being very calm, which I think is easy to be in his situation because he's not the one who was just bamboozled. But he's like, look, I never cheated on you. I'm moving for you. I'm getting rid of all my stuff. I'm cutting out my friends. Just come to New York, please. And like, you'll see it will all be fine. I promise. And um, Emily's <laughs> like, yes, I'll know when I can know where you are at every moment of every day. I'll feel just fine. Yeah. And I'll feel better when I can know where yes. you are all the time. And it's like, all right, crazy. It's like, OK, clearly. And I think he finally yes. realizes. OK, finally well, he realizes. You're never going to be able. Well, which is no longer true because with find my iPhone, you really can know where someone is all the time. Um, yes, but back then, but no. back then, no, you could know like, yeah, I'm at work. I'll call you when I leave or, you know, you could leave messages at the lobby or something. I don't know how things worked, but you could know generally where people were, but not all the time by any means. Um, and even so, if you don't trust him enough yes. to like, if you think like, you know what I mean? Like what kind of life is that? Is like, okay, I'm leaving the office. I'll come home. And it's like, you were oh, 10 minutes know. late. So like, yeah. Yeah. Or you can't be like, I'm going to go have coffee with a friend and have them like suspecting it's someone that you shouldn't be with or like not trusting you. Yeah, exactly. And I think finally Ross like gets some sense and knocked into him, you know, yeah, and he's and, like, like realizes it's not going to work. Yeah. If you can't, this is never going to work if you can't trust me. And she's like, you're right. I can't trust you. And I'm, I think, yeah, I honestly don't think that either one of them realized it until that moment. Until that moment, and, yeah. And that is just, it is the ultimate, it's the truth. You cannot have a relationship if there is no trust. You will both be absolutely miserable. I just can't imagine. So that's pretty much it for Ross and Emily. Um, yeah. Except Joey it. thinks it's going well because he thinks he's smiling. <laughs> More yeah, comic honestly, relief from recounting Joey. It, yeah, he does have so many good ones in smile, this episode. Frown, smile, frown, frown. And smile, the back of his head frown. looks exactly the same the whole time. Um, but yeah, so Ross is, you know, single again, I guess. Um, I guess. 
and I do love when he's like anything we can do and he's like yeah I get my furniture back from Gunther <laughs> because what's he gonna do that would suck Ugh. so um just before COVID hit I have a friend down he lived in Wellington um lived in an apartment down there with you know like roommates whatever and he's from Belgium and he had decided that um so this was probably like he I don't know I, I don't remember but um summer is over like uh December January February for in New Zealand mm-hmm. and the whole southern hemisphere but anyway just setting the scene for you guys um so he had decided uh so in New Zealand we get like 3 weeks off over Christmas and so it you know it's it's like peak summer um so he had decided that he was basically not going to come back to work from summer from like the December like the Christmas break mm-hmm. um so he had quit his job he was going to leave at, at Christmas um he was going to sell all of his stuff and go travel around New Zealand for a couple months mm-hmm. like during the summer months and then fly back to Belgium okay and then kind of like you know fly back see his family and then have summer there which was going to be nice but oh, like try to find a job I see where this is so going. he quit his uh-huh oh, so he no. quit his job he sold off all of his stuff and he was like, okay, I'm coming up to the mount. Like, can I stay with you guys? We were like, yeah, that's great. And then like a couple weeks went by and I was like, oh, this COVID thing is sort of a big deal. And then it was like, ooh, people are kind of like getting it all over the place everywhere. And you're like really not supposed to be in contact with people. And then like the day before, two days before he was supposed to come stay with us, it was like we went into level four lockdown, which was like no leaving your home except for to go to the grocery store. And even then, like you can only go to the closest one with a mask, only one person from the household, like all that stuff. Yeah. And so he called and he was like, yeah, I'm not I'm not coming up there. I can't come up because of the travel thing. And I was like, but like. where are you living? Like what's happening? Because basically he had got people to like take over his lease. So he had to go find a new apartment. He didn't have any of his furniture. He had sold it all off. Like he basically had like a suitcase that he was going to travel around with for a few months before going back. Yeah. And so he's still here and he like found a new job, but I don't know what he had to do. He somehow found an apartment too, but like Ugh, could you imagine? No, poor that would be thing. horrible. Ugh, what a terrible yeah, time. Poor timing. I was like, I guess New Zealand just didn't want to let you go. And like um, Europe was getting it so bad at the oh time. Oh my gosh, that, like, yeah. Even if he could have flown, he wouldn't have wanted to fly to Belgium. Yeah. Yikes. <clears throat> oi, oi, oi. Yeah, yikes. <laughs> Sounds terrible. He's good. He's good now, though. He's okay. okay. He's, well, he's safe and healthy. Actually, he got COVID. Um, he's like one of the five people in New Zealand that got it. Oh, there was lots of people that got it. Oh. Um, but I think he did. He recovered. There were lots of people that got it. Well, not like America lots, <laughs> but proportionally. Yeah. Oh. I think we had 25 people die from it. Oh. Um, and then I think I actually don't remember how many people, how many people got it. Um, yeah, more people definitely died at the beginning because they didn't know how to treat it very well, which they've def- they've yeah thankfully improved on, which is really good. Um, ah, okay. There were twenty five deaths in New Zealand. The total cases was two thousand, and I know that sounds low, but I don't know what percentage of five million 
2000 is because there are 5 million people Move that live here. the zeros and then multiply by 5,000. I'm just kidding. I was like, you do it. <laughs> uh, See, not so easy. <laughs> point <laughs> oh four. Wait, no. Okay. No. No, you don't. Um, Never mind. I did it wrong. <laughs> Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, we did go to a pretty strict lockdown pretty quickly. And then all they had to do was like stop. (laughs) Yeah. Like stop letting people fly around. Yes. So. Which is nice. I mean, you know, it is nice. It is nice. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Well, good luck to your friend with. His. Thank you. And good luck to and Ross. Best of luck to guy who used to have COVID and best of luck to Ross, who is newly single. Um, may they both get their Yikes. furniture back. Ah, um, do you want to tell some, did you already tell some fun facts about Helen Baxendale and why she's no longer on the show? I think we did. Yeah, we talked about I, how she was pregnant and they wrote her, she decided to be written out. Um, yeah, I don't remember if you said this on the podcast or if we were just talking about this, you and I, but you had said that, like, she says that she does not regret it at all yeah. and that she was, like, really happy that she chose her family yeah. over fame. Well, and she said even just being, like, a guest star and not living in the U.S., she still got, like, an unreasonable amount of attention. And she's like, I couldn't even go to the grocery store or anything without being, like surrounded by people and all that stuff and she's like it's just not the life I wanted um so Mm. especially because the show like this was just the height of the show so um I'm sure people in the UK were kind of freaking out because they had somebody um because it was very popular there as well very very popular and the UK tabloids are like they're really bad notoriously bad I couldn't I know it's like easy to kind of be like well that's what they asked for but like Truly try to imagine not being able to go to the store without people stopping you, cameras following you. Like, I can't imagine that. It, I have zero desire. Thank, I'm just so glad our podcast isn't wildly popular (laughs) because (laughs) thank goodness we don't have to deal with fame. No, but really though. Because we want it to not be popular. It's totally why yeah. it's not in the top 10 on iTunes. Um, no, Just like we recently th- watched The Crown. I don't know if you've watched it. Um, not the like, new one. Oh, you haven't watched it yet? I haven't <gasps> seen the Diana Ooh. season okay, yet. Okay, so it's the Diana We're season. We're just finishing our Korean um our Korean series is coming to an end in like two episodes okay. and then we're going to watch The Crown. Cool. Well, this doesn't give you anything away, but she was just hounded by the paparazzi and she was 19. Yeah. I didn't know she was so young. Um Yeah. Can you imagine being a 19-year-old who, like, works at a school, lives with roommates, is kind of, like, doing the normal life thing? Like, yeah, she had, like, noble blood, but she lived a fairly normal, you know, upper-middle-class life. I listened to um, You're Wrong About the Princess Diana episodes, Mm, and they're really good at breaking this all down. And, like, to check it out. Just the nuance of, like about the royal family and kind of like her entrance into it and kind of who she was as a person but um but just think I was gonna say like think about when you go to Target or something and maybe like think about like a pre a pre-mask life where you would go to the store and if you felt like somebody was watching you or following you Uh. like even a little tiny even at like one aisle like that person's giving me a a weird look or like 
that person's like, that guy's like kind of following me or whatever. Mm-hmm. But imagine that, like, think about like how annoyed and uncomfortable you are. But then like, imagine like an entire store of people and people like touching you and getting in your personal space and like reciting facts about you back to yourself because they think they know you well because you're on their TV. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I know that it's easy to be like, oh yeah, that'd be hard. But like, when I actually think about when people do get too familiar with me, how annoyed I get, yeah, and then like put that on repeat all day every day. Oh yeah. my gosh! Well, and no. people think because they feel like they know you that you owe them something. Um, yeah, or there's like that familiarity, uh-huh. yeah, more than there actually is. And it's like, I think about this with Instagram all the time. I'm like, it is so weird that I just can see these people's lives, but they don't know. They have never seen my face ever. Oh, that's weird, isn't it? It's really weird. So I have no desire. Um, like we said, that's why our podcast isn't blowing up because um, <laughs> we've taken a we lot like of measures. We like our small but mighty. We love yeah. our simple lives. Um, so we'd like to. No, keep I was going to say our our small but our small but uh, mighty like group. Like oh, our friends of friends chat with us like. Yes, our yes. friends of friends group is small but powerful. So thank you. And we if can, any of you want to follow us club. around Target, you just let us know. Yeah, <laughs> just let us know first. <laughs> first of all, good luck getting into New Zealand. Yeah, good <laughs> luck getting into New Zealand. That might be the hardest part. That um, would be the hardest part. Yeah. I don't recommend trying it right now. <laughs> Jeez, you'd be escorted out with like tea. But, um, (laughs) hear ye, hear ye. Um, anyway, we should wrap this up. Uh, so we've got interesting territory ahead with the end of Ross and Emily. And the beginning of Mondler being public. And I cannot wait for that. (laughs) Or Chanica. I never thought of it the other way. (laughs) Chanaka? Chanaka? Oh, kind of like Hanukkah. (laughs) Maybe that's why they didn't do it that way. Um, Mazel to all who celebrate. Um, Anyway, yeah, this has been the one with the Yeti. And we will be back next time for the next one, which is the one where Ross moves in. Which is... The one where Ross moves in. I and can't if wait. you defend Ross one time in this episode, I swear <laughs> that end of podcast over. The to end. be seen. Hence, we shall see you next week. We will see you next week. See you guys then. Bye. Bye. Bye.